morning. Welcome to this FT Advisor podcast, where we will be speaking with Josh Button, Director at Boost, and John Doyle, founder of Juniper Wealth Management, who are at the CISI conference and have just appeared on a panel about the future of technology in advice businesses. Morning, both. Thanks for joining us. Um, Morning. You've just come off a panel with Ian McKenna discussing technology. Um, For those who've missed the session, what was the biggest takeaway? Um, Let's start with you, Josh. Oh, wow. I mean, my biggest takeaway is that the future of technology is quite daunting. And I think particularly for those smaller financial planning businesses who are seeing a lot of this stuff and they're hearing a lot of it. um, It's all new phrases, it's new terminology, and maybe they're not using it right now. So it's all a bit daunting. So my biggest takeaway and message is that there's loads of great stuff out there just ready to go, ready to pick up, which is not necessarily financial planning software, um, your your HubSpot's type forms for gathering data efficiently from clients, logic-based forms, uh, HubSpot for your communications and automating those, um, building a knowledge base for your team in Slab. These are all things that are super easy, relative, they just take some time. They're all cheap monthly direct debits, but they can add huge value to your business with technology. And they all integrate, so they all send data between each other. Um, so a big takeaway I was hoping to deliver, and hopefully the audience took, was there's some really scary stuff coming, and you'll probably need to really learn that in the, in the future. But right now, don't feel like you have to wait. There's some amazing things that are just, just out there ready to use. Mm-hmm. And what about you, John? That's wonderful. It's quite, quite interesting uh, what you said there about it being quite daunting because my instant reaction is excitement. So I think there's like that real divide when it comes to technology between, you know, those those who might be daunted or scared of it and probably those of us who are on the panel where this is you know, oh, yeah. exciting, can't wait to get into the weeds of this. Um, so I think my, my sort of role on the, on the panel was to be there as the, the, the solo advisor firm, right? It's the, the small man. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the biggest takeaway I, I wanted to to um, sort of give to people was around controlling data, understanding your data, um, uh, but using it in ways that are instantly effective in your business to to speed things up, to get uh, improved time, improved communication, or to have data available in places that are really easy for your team to be using it and, and, uh, within your in your business because sometimes with some of the software we use it can be really hard to to get hold of this information all this data um and i think actually for me probably the most salient point was made by ian towards the end where he was like under you know go back to the piece the places in the software you're using already and learn how to use it because it probably does a lot more than we already realize and they're probably already developing it so um, I thought that that was a really powerful point to to finish on as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Well, where is actually the biggest need for better tech in your advice businesses, and where is the biggest potential for innovation, kind of industry wide? Yes, I mean there's there's huge potential for innovation everywhere. I would I'd argue that until the cows come home. I think there's so much potential. Um, challenge is that we're obviously a people business, so. Ultimately, you, you can't automate the human interactions, but you can use technology to help all the other things. Um, it, it, it's just sort of getting past some of those barriers. Um, so that would be my sort of take on it, really. Yeah, I, I think um, the, the big word at the moment is AI. Uh, you know, that's 
transforming technology everywhere you look at the moment. Um, and I think the, the challenge for advice businesses really is going to be working out how I can use this to improve what I'm already doing rather than trying to complete about face and, and change everything very, very quickly. It's where can I take what I'm already doing and use some of these tools to speed that up, to improve it, or, or to get it to 80% to where where we want to get it to. Um, <laughs> but there's there's a lot of exciting innovation at the moment. You just, as an advisor who's sort of interested in tech, you're just desperate for the um, provider software to, to innovate, uh, especially if you haven't got the time or capacity to build these things yourself. Yeah. And before we start, uh, before we chat a little bit more about AI, um, are there any pieces of technology that um, have particularly impressed you in recent times? Yeah, I've, I've got one which is um, quite an interesting one. So I mentioned Typeform, which we use. So again, non-industry software here. So Typeform, we originally used it just for like very simple things. So for example, there's an embedded one on our website as so we have a development program and we use it as a form where people can put in their name or email address and it sends them an email with a download link. Super simple. We then expanded it to more sort of capable things in terms of logic-based questionnaires. We've done scores, so depending on your answers, we'll give you a rating. So depending on how knowledgeable somebody is on something, it can then adjust the wording of the next set of questions. So that's a bit more impressive. Uh, they're now releasing a new thing, which is called Formless, which is a kind of confusing, but a completely formless form. <laughs> so you basically, are, you're, and we're thinking about how can we build a knowledge base? How can we take our financial planning brains and not just any old financial planner but how to boost think about certain challenges that our clients have because uh we, we'd be incredibly naive to think that um you know there's, that there's just one way to do financial planning and people want to know the one way to do it ultimately our clients want to know our way and john's clients want to know john's way and because they, they're dealing with a human so if we're going to have technology it needs to be communicating in our language words that we use the phrases that we use uh, and be what we would say if they're talking to us so what they're doing with formless is basically you can upload all of your educational resources you've already built and it then becomes instead of them having to go through a quiz to get to an outcome they can just type into it and say well um i want to learn more about whatever it might be and instead of using a chat gpt which is going to give a very generalized answer from everything on the internet it will start to feed them answers that are from us. So it's going to be much more relevant to them, their circumstances, because the content we write is for our clients based in the UK, our tax rules, our products that are available, our thinking, how we think about investments, how we think about risk, how we think about planning. So all of a sudden you've got a Josh that you can type to. Um, and that's pretty exciting. And that's here now. So that, that used to be a future thing. And now it's a now thing. And that's that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I'd say within our business, there's probably two that we use that are um, probably most effective. Um, what, one of them is, is automation tools like Zapier or, or Microsoft Power, Power Automate, because what it enables us to do is when an action happens, a load of consequential actions then happens. So, you know, when a client books a meeting with us on Calendly, we can then send them a, a follow-up email with an introduction and a you know, video or some guides and a sequence of things so that when I'm then meeting with them on a discovery call for the first time, they're not, it's not the first time they've met me. It's not the first time they've met our brand or understood how we invest or all these kind of other things, what even financial planning is, right? 
So you can start to communicate straight away with the client, but then also we can communicate straight away with our CRM and our team with some other automizations, easy words to say. So you can, you know, from that booking, you can instantly put them straight into the CRM with the details they've put on Calendly. So it's then already there. They can go into Teams and send a message to my team that there's this booking that's been booked in. Now we need to do all the other actions or other things. So um, we use Zapier for that, plugs into Calendly, plugs into our CRM system, uh, plugs into a whole load of different tools. The other one is a a little tool, again, within our our CRM system called SmartFlows, which is a a Microsoft Word uh, plugin that can take any data from that back office system and put it into Word documents, um, but then we'll feed those either straight through to email, to SharePoint, to DocuSign. So you can take any of the data, pre-populate and get you know, a lot of power planning reports or advice letters, 80%, 90% of the way there with the data you've already got mm-hmm. with a click of a button. And it can, you can combine all these documents together as well. You know, so if you're an advice piece, you can just click a few buttons and it creates the, the, the fact-line printout with you know, a top-up letter that will just straight into uh, wherever you need it to go. So these are very flexible tools, but it's taken time to understand how to use them and how to work with them. Mm-hmm. And I suppose these almost sound like AI already, especially the one that you um, were talking about, Josh. I mean, what do you think, how do you think AI will shape the industry going forward? Where do you think it will really kind of become useful? It's almost a million pound question. And I think whoever can really nail that early is going to have a huge competitive advantage. Um, we heard from fantastic speakers yesterday who, two of them actually, one, one was talking about how he uh, massively has changed his business in America to almost uh, only work about three months a year um, by having incredibly compressed workload over a short period of time. And then him then enjoying his life and doing speaking and other things with, his, with the rest of his time. And that's almost a preview, I think. He's doing that in a very human way. He's just got a big support team that enables him to do that. But I think AI will make that much more accessible without such a big team behind, particularly solo planners or small to medium-sized businesses. The challenge with it is going to be when you get to a larger-sized business, introducing AI, which is firm-wide. Because when when you're a solo practitioner and you, you choose how you want the AI to work for you, that's you. You, you control the inputs, the outputs, and if you want to change it, you change it. Having firm-wide rules is a bit more difficult. How on earth a network that has a uh, hundred or so financial planning firms that all want access to this stuff, but they all do their jobs slightly differently, is going to start to introduce this technology will be much more difficult. Um, so the introduction of it will be like much easier for the Johns of the world than the bigger networks of the world and the, the medium sized businesses will be somewhere in the middle. But it will create more time. It's going to take away a lot of those jobs that not many people really enjoy doing in the first place. It's not the high skill work right now. It might be in the future, um, but it's knowledge based sort of information. It's collating from various sources, compiling, working with templates, getting stuff ready for client facing. But it will still need some personality, personality, personality added, um, mm-hmm. so, and, that, and that's pretty soon. That's that's, that's not far away. I think the biggest one of most firms will be Microsoft Copilot, which launches um, within their sort of office suite and, and Power Platform uh, in November. Uh, it's going to be a 
30 quid a month per user so it's not not cheap but it's not it's not the same as a cost of a person <laughs> either mm-hmm. and that that will have access to all your microsoft data so if you know you sharepoint if you've got excel spreadsheets if you've got things in, in the microsoft data uh, dataverse and it'll be interesting to see how this works through because it's going to have lots of benefits but it also comes with the potential to be a very big distraction for folks. So I think, you know, the implementation of this, I'm a, I'm a one uh, advisor team. I've got two members of staff. You know, it's, it's very easy for me to just practice with this and see which things it's going to work within the team and then how to roll that and how do we leverage that. But um, that's, that's probably going to be the lowest hanging fruit for most firms instead of going, you know, some of the other bespoke things that you might might be looking at. It's, stuff that already works with the tools we're using yeah absolutely it'll be interesting to see um how how this develops for sure um now josh you said in the beginning that you find that technology can be quite daunting for advisors and also young advisors which i almost found a bit surprising because i always thought it was the older advisors that had a bigger kind of issue with it but um do you think advisors are tech savvy enough no Next question. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a really interesting thing. So one of the things we spoke about in the session today was how every business will need to have someone who takes a genuine interest in this, no matter their size. The John's a solo and he loves tech. Brilliant. Tick box. We're a team of 14. I love tech. Wonderful. Tick box. Um, but as you grow, you need more people that really love it. You need to have people that are capable of using it. Everyone must be able to use what you implement. Uh, and if you've got a, a team that aged from 20 years old to 65 years old, you're not implementing technologies for one person, it's for a range of people. So the implementation is going to be quite difficult for bigger businesses. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I say I said daunting only because it's change. And I think um, we can all change. We've changed plenty of times before. But um, if you're 50, 52, 53, you're a financial planner, if you're helping people be really good at retirement, I'd like to think you're thinking about retiring soon. You've got this big, massive event coming where technology is going to change how everyone around you works. You've kind of got to get on board with it or not. And it's either going to just massively multiply this thing where people are just selling their businesses because they haven't got a, a, an alternative succession option. Um, or some businesses are going to really massively tackle this challenge, as daunting as it may be, uh, and go from there. One thing which is incredibly valuable, and I'm very fortunate, is uh, we're a family business. So I, like John, look at all the tech, I see what's out there, I see all these shiny objects, some which is great, some which is maybe not so great, but we want to go look at it all. Um, and I have dad involved in the business, and he will come in and say, that's really exciting. How are you going to use it? And sometimes he'll say, don't use it. And I'll be like, Why? This looks cool. I, I can see how this would help. And he'll just say that, don't use it. And frustrating for me, 99% of the time, with a bit of hindsight, a bit of time, he's usually right. So I think businesses that have got a wise head, who have been around a while, they understand how clients think, what they want, what they truly want, and have got somebody, regardless of age, that is really on top of the tech, to sort of clash minds. You've got the per- person introducing the technology, but they might get carried away if they're not tethered. And then you've also got the wise head or more who's saying, you know, like, how are we actually going to use this? I think it's very difficult for one person to be both. Um, so I think that the people that are maybe not introducing the tech have still got a really important role. 
Um, but they do need to have somebody in the business who takes a keen interest. And it might be a trainee who's just on their financial planning journey who's also taking a really keen interest in the tech. That could be their route into leadership of the business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, now, I'd just like to finish off with um, a question I believe you were asked on the panel. And that is, if you could magic up one new piece of functionality, what would it be? Do you want to go first? You can go first, yeah. Okay. Um, so the answer that I gave was basically a power panel about a pulse. And when we first spoke about that, and what we mean by that is somebody like paying highly qualified, very competent people to write suitability reports and ultimately the, the boring stuff which we have to do to run our business, which doesn't add much value but is essential, is not the best use of our highly qualified people's life that will become mostly automated, if not already, by some of this technology. I'm really looking forward to that. That's the thing I would magic up now, because it then frees up my very competent, technically able, lovely colleagues to go and do more valuable stuff. But at the moment, we have to do that stuff. So that's the thing that I'd be introducing. If we had it tomorrow, it'd be a system which can just simply take care of all those things and do it our way. Because having... A software provider come along and say, hey, we've got this wonderful template system software that you have to do it our way as of no help. It needs to be something that works for us and our business and our clients. But that's what I would be using my magic wand for to, to get. The real reason, though, is to free up the time of my people. Mm-hmm. And I think when, when thinking about technology, there's sort of three areas that you can use it to, to help you with. It's the data that you've got and how you get insights out of this data speeding up things, so, you know, creating time resources in the business or improving communications to clients. And I think as a, a small business or if you're not someone who's prepared to sort of move where your data is stored in order to access a lot of this, there's a lot of other low-hanging fruit that you can go with to, to save time and communications with clients. Um, you know, I didn't, didn't say this on the panel because one of the problems with technology is you can just go everywhere with it and you can just ramble on and talk about all these exciting things. But um, it's the, the taking all the thoughts out of your mind post-client meeting and getting those into a nice structured place really, really quickly. If there was a piece of technology that could do that, that wasn't like a microchip from Elon Musk or something like that, <laughs> but that could just take all those thoughts or the conversations you've had with the client and put it into a really structured way, that would you know, empower advisors to, to see so many more clients and, and, and deliver a lot more value. Excellent. That sounds like two very good ideas. Thank you very much for your time today. Um, uh, It's really, really good to chat to you and have a good rest of um, CSI conference. No, thank you. Thank you, Rudy. Cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. 
We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.